MSW Media. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Thursday, June 3rd, 2021. Today, a big win for Democrats to fill Deb Holland's congressional seat in New Mexico. Trump has deplatformed himself as his blog goes dark. Washington Post pens an opinion on the Biden administration's unwillingness to hold the Trump administration accountable. A Texas valedictorian secretly switches her speech to rail against anti-choice legislation. Katie Hobbs announces she's running for governor of Arizona. And House Democrats introduce a bill to protect transgender dependents. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Hey, Dana. How you doing, my friend? I'm good. Pretty good news day, except for the whole... Biden administration's unwillingness to hold the Trump administration accountable bit. (laughs) Yeah, other than that, things are solid. (laughs) (laughs) Which I'm going to be discussing later in the show with uh, my my personal friend, good friend. uh, And uh, she's actually hosting a new podcast called The World Beneath. And everyone knows her as Lincoln's Bible on Twitter. I can't tell your real name yet. She's still just LB to me, uh, but she's a very good friend. And her uncle is Jeremy Black, 30-year NSA retiree, who we had the pleasure of speaking to on this show a while back as well. Amazing. So very, very going to be very good discussion. She's, a, she's an expert in mafia, and we're going to talk about this unwillingness to hold the Trump administration accountable. There's rumblings in Congress among uh, congressional Democrats, you know, who are not optimistic. So, well, mm-hmm. we'll see what goes on there. Other than that, we have a lot of pretty great news to get to. So let's do it. Let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right. Lead story today. Melanie Stansbury, a Democrat, won a landslide victory in a special house election in New Mexico on Tuesday, claiming the seat previously held by our now new interior secretary, Deb Holland, and easily turning back a Republican effort to make the race a referendum on rising crime in the Albuquerque-based district. Just after midnight Eastern time, Ms. Stansbury, a state rep, had captured 60 percent of the vote while her Republican rival, Mark Moores, had won 36 percent. It's a dominating performance uh, in your in your old stomping ground, Dana. Mm-hmm. She sure dominated. Was. And this represents an early vote of confidence in Democratic leadership in a heavily Hispanic district and uh, could quiet some anxiety in the party about its prospects going into 2022. An environmental policy expert who has worked as a congressional and White House aide, Ms. Stansbury emphasizes economic fairness, the urgency of addressing climate change, and the importance of Democrats retaining their four-seat House majority. Uh, special elections in the first year after an incumbent president is newly elected, excuse me, uh, not an incumbent, the incumbent president who was just newly elected, Right. Uh, can, th- those can carry grim tidings for the party. Um especially with control, you know, those the ones the party that controls the White House. And with few such contests this year taking place on uh, even remotely competitive terrain, Democrats moved aggressively to ensure that they were not caught by surprise in New Mexico. Yeah. So congratulations. It's fantastic. And it was very, very important. New Mexico has been blue for a little while now. And mm-hmm. I'd like it for it to stay that way because there's um, there's still some bad legislators down there trying to make bad laws. That's for sure. Um, This story, 
has taken Twitter by storm. You and I have seen it. It's absolutely phenomenal. This is about a Texas high school valedictorian who secretly replaced her graduation speech to call attention to a recent anti-abortion law signed into law by Governor Greg Abbott. So, Paxson Smith, she told D Magazine that the speech she submitted to Lake Highlands High School, high school, ahead of Saturday's commencement ceremony focused on media consumption. But on the day of the ceremony, Smith instead read from another set of prepared remarks that she had hidden in her bra. (laughs) Smith told the audience that she was afraid that the so-called, quote, heartbeat bill could impact her future. This is a very powerful quote from this speech. Starting in September, there will be a ban on abortions that take place after six weeks of pregnancy, regardless of whether the pregnancy was a result of rape or incest, she explains. Most women don't even realize they're pregnant by then. And so, before they have the time to decide if they are emotionally, physically, and financially stable enough to carry out a full-term pregnancy, before they have the chance to decide if they can take on the responsibility of bringing another human into the world, the decision has been made for them by a stranger. But she wasn't just talking about the bill. She was talking about fascism. This is incredible. Let's listen to the clip. I have dreams and hopes and ambitions. Every girl graduating today does. And we have spent our entire lives working towards our future. And without our input and without our consent, our control over that future has been stripped away from us. I am terrified that if my contraceptives fail, I am terrified that if I am raped, then my hopes and aspirations and dreams and efforts for my future will no longer matter. I hope that you can feel how gut-wrenching that is. I hope you can feel how dehumanizing it is to have the autonomy over your own body taken away from you. And I'm talking about this today, on a day as important as this, on a day honoring 12 years of hard academic work, on a day where we are all gathered together, on a day where you are most inclined to listen to a voice like mine, a woman's voice, to tell you that this is a problem, and it's a problem that cannot wait. And I cannot give up this platform to promote complacency and peace when there is a war on my body and a war on my rights, a war on the rights of your mothers, a war on the rights of your sisters, a war on the rights of your daughters. We cannot stay silent. Thank you. That was... Awesome. I mean, how brilliant to say that you I, that if I am raped, that choice is taken away from me. Like before, it it literally changes the entire future of a young girl because of this. Now, while her message is obviously about autonomy, it's more about a broadly warning about autocracy. Yeah, I mean it 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 had it had like warnings of Handmaid's Tale feel to it. You know, hundred percent, and rightfully so. Uh, I remember. Dana watching uh, early episodes of The Handmaid's Tale and they were sort of doing a like flashbacks. They would have flashbacks to the before times before it was what it became under his eye. And there was a a little vignette about uh, her coming home, Elizabeth Moss character coming home and saying, you know, this is weird. All of a sudden I need your signature. She's talking to her husband. I need your signature to get Mm -hmm. my birth control. You know, huh? weird. Just a little tiny thing. Right. But it's like it's those incremental baby steps chipping away right at at our constitutional rights that that 
ends up. That's what it is. And that those were the underpinnings of this speech. And I love that she pulled it out of her bra. And Isn't I, it brilliant? It's so 18 years so old, great. 18 years old. Have that uh, the amount of poise, knowing you are about to piss off a lot of people at your high school in the higher administration. Mm-hmm. And she did it with courage. And po- it was beautiful. It was, congratulations, yeah. Paxton. Seriously. Yeah. And going into a college where, you know, who who knows if you, you know, you could be terrified of upsetting or hurting your college chances. Yeah. I don't know where she applied, but um, I mean, that's the fact that it took that much bravery is a signal that we're in trouble. Yeah. And also, though, hopefully the courage of the youth, maybe that's a signal that the youth really are doing the right thing and, and they're more they're leaning way more left than they are right and who knows maybe they will be the generation to save us because we need it yeah we need it's it. a wave it's that wave of young people it's the wave of hope that obama talked about shortly after he lost or so shortly after hillary clinton lost the 2016 election yeah so and, and there it is before our eyes wonderful absolutely wonderful i applaud her so much uh, here's some other great uh reasons for applause former president donald trump's blog which was just a web page where he shared statements after larger social media companies banned him from their platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, has been permanently shut down. This is according to a Trump spokesperson. The page from the desk of Donald J. Trump has been scrubbed from Trump's website after going live less than a month earlier. It hadn't even been a month. I think his stakes lasted longer. Um, the, uh, it, quote, it will not be returning. That's from Jason Miller his senior aide, told CNBC. Jason Miller just recently, by the way, had to pay $42,000 in legal fees or something like that. <laughs> oh my, which was such beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Good job, Freida. Quote, it was just auxiliary to the broader efforts we have and are working on, said Miller via email. And I'm a little confused by this move. There's been a little bit of back and forth going on on social media today about this. My first thought was four sirens. I put out a tweet. This seems, doesn't, this doesn't seem like Something the former guy would just do on his own, right. cancel himself for his own wokeness or something. He, he wouldn't just deplatform himself, right? Uh, and so I'm like, maybe his lawyers, advisors said, you know, you're about to be indicted. Shut this shit down. You have to stop talking. Uh, maybe there's a incriminating information that he put up on there and he th- thought that taking it all down would somehow erase it from the world because he doesn't understand the internets. Right. Um, <laughs> although, you know, I will say if that if that were the case, I'm, I don't know if this is the case or not, but if that were the case, if he had incriminating information up there and he thought that by deleting it, he could hide it from people, that is obstruction of justice. Whether it works or not, you don't have to successfully obstruct justice to obstruct it legally. Um, so, and then... Uh, I think somebody came out on Twitter and said, oh, they're reinstating his Facebook and Instagram accounts. And I was like, right. oh, OK, well, then that's what it is. He's just shutting down his shitty blog because he can get back on Instagram and Facebook. But then somebody said a Facebook spokesperson said, no, that's not true. still suspended. He's still permanently suspended. Yeah. So, so you can visibly see his Facebook and Instagram. He's just not allowed to post on them. Mm-hmm. That's the truth of that. And I shouldn't say he was uh, permanently banned from Facebook. I think they're still making that decision, but he's currently suspended from Facebook. Right. Um, and we know he's suspended from Twitter. So it's just a little interesting. Um, and of course, asked online later Wednesday whether the move was a precursor to the former president joining another social media platform, Jason Miller, uh, abortion smoothie, replied, yes, actually it is. Stay tuned. So... Hey. 
who knows what it is, but, you know, it might still be on the table that this, you know, this was his advisor saying, you got, you got to shut this shit down. You're about to need to be quiet. Well, especially since his eldest son is coming out being, or no, Eric, whichever one he falls in the order. I think he's the younger one coming out and being like, my dad's getting subpoenas every other day. We're like, I'm not sure that's something you should be bragging about. I don't think that's the own you think it is. No. And then, of course, you know, Ellie Honig and I were talking about this, about how if Merrick Garland or the Department of Justice or the feds were looking into Trump or Flynn or the big dogs in the insurrection investigation, we would have heard something by now. And I'm like, unless they're being super tight lipped, he's like, yeah, but I mean, we even got pretty much all the Mueller investigation as it was happening. That's uh, true. From public reporting, we we probably would have heard something. uh, But maybe this is the something. Maybe, you know, uh, I'd like to hope that that Garland is going after the big dogs in the insurrection. But, you know, given that news today that I'm going to talk with Lincoln's Bible about later, I I honestly don't know. Um, I don't know. So we'll, we, I, you know, I just have to keep saying we'll see. And the, the good news is, is it's don't think of it as me saying we'll see for the last four years. Think of it as me saying we'll see for the last two and a half months, because that's right. when Merrick Garland got here. Right. We kind of had a little reset at that moment. They, he did allow the Rudy Giuliani shit to go forward and he's in big, big ass trouble. So um, we'll see. But again, I, I'm with Ellie. I feel like we would have heard if, if Trump or Stone or Flynn or Bannon were being investigated for the insurrection, but maybe not. Maybe they're so good at not leaking that shit that we haven't heard anything. And, or maybe this is what we're hearing. I I honestly don't know, but the army declined today to investigate Flynn's seditious comments about Mm -hmm. a a Myanmar, a Myanmar style coup Myanmar here in the United States. Uh, And the army said, well, we're not going to, we're not going to look into that at this time. And, you know, sometimes those words are deliberate. Sometimes they're not. But at this time makes me pause a little bit. Absolutely. But I also don't want to be too overly optimistic about seeing what's happening going forward. But that that sort of combo of the army saying we're not going to look into that at this time and Trump shutting his blog down makes me think that perhaps maybe I hope in my heart that that the Department of Justice is is looking into them for their role in the insurrection. Yes, I'm going to put my hope put my hope where yours is in your in your heart. Mine's dead and black from the last five years. So let's lean mm. on yours. Um, <laughs> however, um, some good things happening while DeSantis is being a complete douche canoe during Pride Month down in Florida. We've got Rep. Jimmy Panetta of California and 40 other House Democrats introduced legislation on Tuesday that would prevent military service members with family members or spouses who are transgender or gender nonconforming from being stationed in a state or a country that prohibits or limits gender affirming health care and treatments. This is a fantastic piece of legislation. So this legislation comes as states across the country have passed or are considering passing legislation to limit health care provided to transgender and gender nonconforming individuals and youth. Arkansas became the first state in the U.S. to prohibit physicians for, from providing gender affirming treatment for trans people under age 18 after the state's General Assembly voted to override the governor's veto in April, which was a bunch of smoke and mirrors anyway, if you ask me by that uh, governor. But uh, as least and at least a dozen other states are considering similar legislation to the Arkansas law, 
that would limit healthcare available to transgender youth. And that's according to the American Civil Liberties Union, their anti-trans bill tracker. And there's a lot of them right now. So Panetta, who's a member of the House Armed Services Committee in the Congressional LGBTQ Plus Equality Caucus, he introduced the legislation that would protect military service members' dependents. On the first day of Pride Month, and that was yesterday, or two days ago when you're listening to this, um, but the first day of Pride Month when the world's LGBTQ plus communities celebrate their freedoms and individuality. And as I said before, a death Santis down in Florida, he was signing the bill with his daughter next to him handing, or I think it was his daughter, some young girl handing him pens, um, basically, as his daughter, so yeah. that... Yeah, the, so that our our trans athletes can't compete in this in this sport um, with the the gender identity that they prefer. So, um, it's nice to see that there are at least some people in some states that are standing up and continuing to fight for the trans and non-binary communities across this country. Yeah, and, and G. Just, oh, go ahead. No, no I was no. going to say DeSantis signed some other anti-LGBTQ plus bill today. I'd have to look it up, but he's like, do it. Oh, he, I can I tell you exactly what it was. He vetoed a legislation that would give mental health money for mental health for the survivors of the pro, of the um, Pulse, oh, Pulse nightclub massacre. <laughs> he's a, he's just a dick. Yeah, like, he's I guess he's on asshole. a thirty day like everything against LGBTQ plus every day of Pride Month. It seems like he's on a yeah. What a dick! And that's huge. He vetoed a bill that was approved to give money toward mental health for survivors of a mass shooting. Unbelievable. Actually, believable. The guy is just mm. garbage. He really is garbage. You have good news, though, about a legislator in Arizona, which is really nice. We're going to move into that thing. Cleanse, cleanse our palate. Yes. Uh, let me cleanse that DeSantis palate here. Uh, Secretary of State, Democratic elected Secretary of State of Arizona, Katie Hobbs who is just an absolute gem treasure of a human being, has announced she is running for governor of Arizona. She announced this morning, Wednesday morning. I know you guys hear this Thursday. I've tweeted out her video on my feed at Mueller, she wrote. Please go find it and retweet it. I've done um, the same. And so you'll know it's on mine as well. Awesome. And that's at DG Comedy. She is a fighter. She has been she's gotten death threats. She's gotten just yeah, you name it. And she's still standing up uh, for what is right um, against the big lie, against the crazy carnival times fraud it that's happening in Arizona. Um, she's absolutely an incredible human being. And right now, Arizona is so important going on since we flipped it, you know, especially because Kristen Cinema is just highly disappointing. God, she was hanging out with John Cornyn today saying, you know, now nah, I'm not going to get rid of the filibuster. Yeah. So saves democracy. I'm like, oh, I wonder if she's the new Tulsi Gabbard. I mean, just because she's out doesn't mean she's a good person. That's so very true. Thank you for saying that. Um, but I'm so super excited about Katie Hobbs running. I think she's absolutely fantastic. My mom is super into it. My mom's really big into politics in Arizona. She's she's like, I'm going to get I'm going to call my people. She's got a Rolodex that's like literally like a foot and a half long by like two feet wide. It's like a that's awesome. <laughs> this huge rows and rows of contact. She's like, I'm going to get all my people and tell them. Um, so I'm I'm excited about that. But I'm looking forward to working with her and her campaign. And I I, I want to kind of adopt Arizona as a state in upcoming election cycles. I just want to go back real quick because I realize some people are going to hear what I said and just send a bunch of emails that says Tulsi Gabbard is not out. And I there was just a, a bad word placement there. When I say she's like Tulsi Gabbard, I mean she might be a Russian agent. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> not that she's <laughs> not that Tulsi's also a lesbian, even though I think Tulsi's also a lesbian. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> um, and I wanted to give a little piece of my own personal good news today. Oh, geez. And you know what? I just did it again, Angie. Tulsi, because I made it sound like Kristen Cinema's a lesbian. Let me just put this out here. I know Kirsten Cinnamon's bisexual. Okay, Cinnamon, you heard me. <laughs> Kirsten Cinema is bisexual. Tulsi Gabber is apparently straight. I don't buy it. Now to your good news. <laughs> all right, now that we've got that all sorted. <laughs> Shit, I was like, there's going to be emails. <laughs> there are. We'll be correction emails, but we, we know. We know what we're talking about. I think I just had a hot flash. Go ahead. <laughs> most of the time, I should say, most of the time. Uh, so... He, maybe I'll do this during the good news segment. I'm going to do this during the good news segment, but it's 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 a wonderful piece of personal news. I'm going to save it for then. Uh, everybody, right now, stick around because we'll be right back with my friend. You know where is Lincoln's Bible? We're going to discuss the seeming unwillingness of this administration to hold the former guy accountable. So stay with us. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody! It's Ag. In this episode of the Beans is brought to you by BetterHelp. They provide professional, convenient online counseling. So convenient. And it's just truly been a a godsend. We all know from time to time, life can be stressful and overwhelming. Sometimes we make the mistake of thinking we have to face things alone. And you don't have to. If you're dealing with anything preventing you from living your happiest life, I highly recommend BetterHelp. BetterHelp provides professional counseling to help you navigate life's challenges. And it's not self-help or a crisis line. It's licensed professional therapy done securely online. They assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating in, in a day. You know, I've had my own challenges with anxiety and post-traumatic stress, and I know how important it is to seek help rather than to try to do it alone. Uh, and I love how convenient BetterHelp services are. It's available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime from anywhere and send a message to your counselor, and you get timely, thoughtful responses, and you can schedule weekly video and phone sessions. Uh, BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great matches, too. It's so important to have that therapeutic match. So they make it free and easy to change your counselor if you want to. And it's more affordable than offline counseling and financial aid's available. So visit their website and read testimonials like this one by BetterHelp user J.A. who says, Janine is the sweetest counselor I've ever had. She's helped me through so much. I appreciate her, her words and wisdom. She's there when I need her and she's been great. So visit BetterHelp.com slash Daily Beans. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And join the over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced, licensed professional. Special offer for Daily Beans listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash dailybeans. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I am happy today to be joined by my good friend. She's also the host of the forthcoming podcast, The World Beneath, which is going to be amazing. Please welcome, you know her on Twitter as Lincoln's Bible. Hello. Hello. (laughs) LB, how are you? Well, I'm doing well. Um, You know, this is a a daily check-in of, how I think we all need to be doing right now. How are we doing? Um, I'm doing. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I I think. Um, I think the sense of urgency that's escalating inside of me doesn't seem to be happening <laughs> with <laughs> with, the, with the people that I need to have it happen with. I've I've always been the one trying to keep everything. You know, let's stay calm. Let's wait. Let's put our trust. Let let things unfold. Um, for the last few months, not right now, now, right now, I'm a little, I'm a little anxious. I mean, I was, I was fine with the, all right, let's be patient. Let's wait and see while Barr was still in charge of the department of justice. Uh, then there was a little bit of a delay getting Garland in there for obvious reasons. The Republicans didn't want him in right. there and, uh, he didn't get in until March 10th. It's been a couple months and now, you know, we we, we got a report 
yesterday about over 100 democracy scholars saying it like flashing the five alarm fire saying we this is our democracy is in peril right now. And today, uh, Washington Post op ed from Greg Sargent saying uh, in an important piece, CNN reports that congressional Democrats are increasingly pessimistic that Biden and the Biden administration will release some highly sought after documents that would help settle some big unanswered questions involving the former guy. And the new details on the thinking of this administration is they say it will hamper the restoration of normalcy by relitigating past battles. And this is, LB, you and I have been uh, on this for a long time. We've been talking about this for a very long time. This is what we did not want to happen and what we did not want to hear. It is. And and not out of a... I think this is an important point to make now because uh, I do think we're right at this threshold now. Um, and it's I, I want to be real clear about, you know, my thoughts on it. Um, this isn't vengeance, burn it down, put them all in prison. That's not what, for me, is behind or is a driver of wanting daylight on everything and needing these things to come forward. Um, I'm very, very worried that the the this, the psychology of we've got to protect the department, or we have to protect our institutions in some way, and we have all these people out there that are completely radicalized, and so we got to just move on, everybody, and and our civics will 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 work, and then we'll just be America again, and we'll just sort of forget this whole thing happened. Well, that is not going to work. There is a radicalization machine churning in this nation and around the globe that is out of control. So if it's about the 70 plus some some odd million Americans who are deeply, deeply in this fake reality world of of Donald's cult, um, they need indictments and they need to see that they need to see the paperwork. They need to see every single thing that went down. So that there's even a hope that they could come out of that, and if they can't, they can't. But certainly, just moving on isn't gonna isn't gonna get there. And then we all need to see the nation needs to see what happened to us. This happened to us. This happened to our national security. This happened to our institutions. This happened to us as voters. Um, that administration ended up slaughtering over half a million of us with a intentionally failed response to a pandemic and all the lies that came out of that. We, we have to see what the corruption was, where it was, how things were weaponized. We need to see that. We're not children. No one's being protected from, uh, from anything by keeping stuff in the dark. There is no reset. I feel like we're being treated the way that Obama and Hillary Clinton treated Putin, a fucking gangster. Excuse me for swearing. I know we can swear on your show, but a full on gangster. (laughs) They knew he was a gangster, put installed by gangsters in bed with mob bosses, you know, a a corrupt FSB around him. They that man to even show up and say, well, we're just going to keep resetting. We're going to reset with him. I feel like. That's the thinking here. And I want to say this one blessing. The last time that we had our political leaders decided, 
you know what? It's just too complicated. It's just too complex. Or it's just too fraught for them for some way or another to not go forward, right? To, to, or sort of to not expose something and to not, to not talk to the American people, to not really investigate, to not really do what we need to do. It's just too, it's just too much. We just need to move on. Was when Nancy Pelosi did that with the Mueller report. That special mm-hmm. counsel investigation came down. He, he, even in what was not redacted, there was a blueprint there of how Congress could start um, in their own investigations. And she literally said, on the record, it's just too complicated. No one gets it. You know, we're just going to move on. Well, see, so he'll do something, you know, meaning Donald will do something else and we'll get him for that. Something simple. And then Ukraine came along and, and the phone call and the blackmail uh, uh, and leverage and the shakedown really is what it was. It was a mob shakedown <laughs> of, of Zelensky, of the of the Ukrainian presidents. Uh, uh, then, OK, we'll impeach him for that. So it just doesn't work. We really do need to see all this. This really is a stop. Everybody stop. Stop the stop the everything and lift the curtain and mm-hmm. put the spotlight on it because that is the only way we're gonna save democracy. That's it. Yeah. And I, I think the problem with the moving on idea is that what they did, that's what they did with Nixon. That's what they did uh, with Bush. Yeah. Uh, and that's how we ended up with Trump because no one was held accountable. Yeah. And then when he wasn't held accountable for the Mueller investigation, that led to not being held accountable for Zelensky, which held to not being accountable for the insurrection. And now and now here we are. And I, first of all, I, I want everyone to don't get me wrong here because we had a choice between Trump and Biden, you know, because a lot of people are like we put all of our energy to, into, you know, electing Biden to hold these guys accountable. Uh, we had a choice between Trump or Biden. And the choice was obvious. And we didn't only elect Biden to hold the previous guy accountable. Right. I mean, there's a lot of other reasons right. um, that we got the Senate back and got the gavels back and 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 got uh, got the former guy out of the White House. I don't want anyone to think that, you know, well, we 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 did all this just so we could do this. And if we're not going to do this, F them. You know, that's not that's not it. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is that accountability is required to restore faith in the Department of Justice. And I, I I just don't understand why. I'm just really I'm just disappointed starting uh, starting LB with with the bar memo. You know, uh, the <sighs> Department of Justice here came out and said, you can see the first half of it, but not the second half yeah. of it. And the reason is, is because the last Department of Justice was kind of wrong in their uh, reasoning for not releasing that under exemption five of the FOIA. Let me correct them and say what they really meant and tell you why and then sort of give you this argument that still doesn't make sense yeah. in the face of Judge Amy Berman Jackson's scathing yeah. and very succinct and legally sound opinion. And now we're we're starting to get this chatter of, you know, when we have McGahn testifying Friday, but the, the Democrats in the House are not optimistic that if they make a criminal referral for obstruction of justice, that Garland will go after prosecuting these very clear instances of obstruction of justice. Yeah. Uh, we've got Manafort, who was only pardoned for the crimes he was convicted for, but actually did conspire to to defraud the United yeah. States by giving the polling information over to Kalimnik. That needs to be prosecuted. There were 14 other redacted cases handed off by Mueller to other agencies uh, that that we haven't really seen any deal. I think the only one that's gotten any legs under it right now is the Rudy Giuliani federal investigation. And I hope that that does go somewhere. Um, but I don't understand. I don't see how we can restore the 
tattered rubble of a Justice Department, rubble pile of a Justice Department uh, without without accountability. It just doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. And I, I and now I'm trying to figure out what we do. I'm going to be vocal about it. I'm going to keep right. poking at the Justice Department to say we have to do this. I'm going to keep poking at my at my representatives, congressmen, senators, president to to say that I'm displeased with this because I, I don't feel like going gently into that good night. I don't either. And I think that. OK, so there's a there's like three different things in there. Um, so uh, the first is. Let's pull this back to where we started just a few minutes ago in terms of why but the, there is a bottom line of why Biden was elected. There's a bottom line of why a ham sandwich would have been elected. And it wasn't about for for me, it wasn't about going after uh, Trump. It wasn't. It was about saving us from the collapse of democracy. It was about having another presidential election in four years. It was about it was about uh, it really stopping hundreds of thousands of more people dying hundreds from of thousands COVID. of more people from dying. It it really was about saving our democracy and our way of life, saving our nation. It, it the threat of, of former years of Donald, uh, all those hundred people right that signed that today that are experts in fascism and experts in, in authoritarian rule and experts in strongmen and know what it is. They know what tyranny is. They signed on to all that in a everything's on fire moment, pay attention to us as the experts who know what we're talking about. We keep sending you warnings and now we're sending you warnings again. We're not, it's not, we're not through this. Just that election didn't get us through that. So because that was for me, the bottom line of why I fought so hard to make sure that Joe Biden was elected and most importantly, Donald was defeated, was so that we could put out that fire the fire is still raging. And so it, everything that you're asking for and that I'm asking for, just flood it with daylight, flood the whole thing. I've been asking for a release of confidential files on the former guy for, for years, as you know this. Just show everybody everything. This is the moment where actually you pull everybody back that you have out in the field if you're worried about sources of methods or, or individuals. Bring everybody in. It doesn't matter. It's over. Game over. Bring them all in and expose it so that we can save the Justice Department, so we can save the intelligence community. Because you and I, you and I had a discussion about about the, the secrecy. That's right. Uh, and when does it become more of a liability <sighs> than an asset? And, you know, we had a very long chat about yeah. that uh, on a previous episode. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, there's just it's so important because it, at what point do you continue to sacrifice the democracy for the perceived benefits of secrecy. That's right. It just doesn't it, make any it, sense it, to me. Right. Um, and and also I want to say on the Department of Justice, on your specific point, the Department of Justice, is that it, it's, there is, okay. So I, I actually knew a man named Jim Burke, who was the CEO of Johnson & Johnson for quite a while. Extraordinary man. And they had that, I don't know if everybody remembers this, but someone was putting... Uh, poison in Tylenol. And he said, pull it all off the shelves. And, and no CEO had ever done anything like that. He's like, it doesn't matter. We'll take the hit. This is our thing. We can't have anybody get sick. It was a, it was a break the glass moment for him. And it ended up being one of the most courageous acts a CEO has ever taken in the realm of business. And it's this iconic thing that he did. 
And I even had a chance to talk to him about all that. And it was just, it was in his character, right? It was like, no, there are, there are points where there are moments in time where you have to just, you have to stop everything and you just have to, you know, it's not a reset. It's a pull it all back or flood everything. I think the thinking in the department of justice is that somehow by keeping stuff redacted in that bar stuff that certain people or certain parts of the institution there is being protected. But that's the wrong thinking. You have to pull a Jim Burke. You have to go, nope, show it all. Uh, give it all. Uh, stop the presses. This is this is what it all is right now. Everybody needs to see it. It's gonna, We're going to take a terrible, terrible hit from this because they're going to see how corrupt this man was and the corrupt things he was doing. Uh, but that's okay. It, it, that's actually how you heal. That's actually mm-hmm. how you make sure there's no more poison pills on the shelf. <laughs> Good Lord. And literally hydroxychloroquine included. Yeah. Um, uh, I do have to take a quick break, but I, when I come back, I want to talk to you a little bit about how this administration is, is dealing with Putin, who you mentioned a minute ago. Will you stay yeah. with me? Of course. All right, everybody, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's Allison from The Beans, and this segment of the pod is brought to you by Quince. If you're like me and you can appreciate the quality of designer clothes but can't go for the exorbitantly high prices, you will love Quince. Luxury products don't have to be expensive, especially when you take that middleman out. Oftentimes, they mark up these items eight to ten times. And Quince connects you directly with the factories that make the products for the world's leading luxury brands, so you get the highest quality products at very, very low prices. I'm so glad I discovered Quince. It's been amazing to find luxury products at such incredible prices. I have found great apparel... Uh, bags, bedding, accessories, so much. And at 50 to 80% less than what I'd pay for the same quality at most expensive luxury stores. At Quince, you'll find the finest quality in a wide variety of products like washable silk loungewear and PJs, which are so great for the summer, Italian leather handbags, handcrafted in Florence, 100% grade A Mongolian cashmere sweaters and sets, Belgian linen sheets, five-star hotel quality Turkish cotton bathrobes, which I got one. It's the best. Uh, Quince goods are not only incredibly high quality and sold at radically lower prices, they're also sustainable. And that's really important to us here. And with Quince, everything is 100% factory direct, no retailer markups. Every Quince product is guaranteed to meet or exceed quality standards of leading luxury brands, which is why their customers rate Quince so highly. Best of all, there's free shipping and returns for 365 days a year. And if you're not completely satisfied, they give you a full refund. That's nothing to risk. To get from 50 to 80% off top of the line clothing and home goods, plus free shipping, Text the word DAILY to 64000. Again, that's text DAILY to 64000. Terms apply. Available at onequince.com slash terms. And just text the word DAILY to 64000. And the show also today is brought to you by Upstart. This portion of the podcast, I have to tell you, Upstart has done so many good things for so many people. High interest rates can just be murderous, right? Because you pay those minimum payments and it, you never eat away at it. It just stays there, keeps accruing interest and it's so difficult. Um, That's why over half a million people have used Upstart to get simple fixed monthly payments. Unlike other lenders, Upstart looks at more than just your credit score. They look at your income and employment history, which means they can find smarter rates with trusted partners. Just a five minute online rate check. Super simple. Very wonderful. You can see your rate upfront for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. You can receive funds as fast as one business day after your loan is accepted. After this past year, I know so many people were struggling. A lot of people living off credit cards. And so I really highly recommend everybody check out Upstart. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash dailybeans. That's upstart.com slash dailybeans. And don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application. Just go to upstart.com slash dailybeans. You'll be glad you did. Everybody, welcome back. We're talking to Lincoln's Bible. And uh, uh, before the break, 
you had mentioned uh, Putin and the Obama Hillary kind of reset uh, kid glove sort of way. And I'm starting to see echoes of that with this administration because we have multiple hacks now um, into a JBS meatpacking company, uh, the the solar winds hack, which is the the criminal ring is in Russia, which means that it's sanctioned by the government. They wouldn't be there and existing if, if, the, if the government like Putin doesn't know about it. Uh, now we have the pipeline hack. We've got all right. these hacks. So the, or excuse me, the pipeline hacks was the the, the gang in Russia that wasn't right. sanctioned. But SolarWinds was Russia sanctioned right? Uh, and FSB sanctioned. And, and, and then now we've got the meatpacking industry. And then we've got Magnitsky violations, like the yeah. Belarusian journalist who was brought down. And then we've got <sighs> Navalny, who is uh, who is being tortured in prison right now. And I just don't understand why we aren't retaliating more strongly uh, against these attacks it, it, we're having we're going to meet him at a summit instead I, I i just find it i mean i'm glad when biden came out and called him a killer you know i was yeah. that was a, refreshing to hear that but i i feel like this is um i feel like this approach is too soft now i'm not an expert but i i think well, no we one already is have oh for god's Meg- sake I, i've had enough of that too <laughs> I, I don't want to hear that anymore from people from you know, even even folks that have been doing, you know, statecraft for years and years and years. Yes, yes, you're experts. Yes, yes. And we called on you. And and many, many, many people have spoken out. Um, Helsinki certainly was just a breaking point for, for everyone who knew what they were looking at and, and knew what that was. However, um, we've never handled this guy the right way. We've never handled. How about coming to the organized crime experts? We'll tell you what to do with him. There's a way that you handle mob bosses, especially mob bosses whose syndicate actually is ready for them to go. And you know what you don't do? You don't give them the cover of making it seem like they can actually pull anything off. So what I'm hoping is that Biden has been, um, as I know he has been, really thoroughly briefed uh, by our intelligence community on the intelligence about what is going on with Vladimir Putin and uh, and the men behind him who keep him there, right? There are much, I mean, he's, an, he's a maniac. He, he's just a sadistic, horrible human being. I, I, I could go off on this tiny little man all day long. And I do it because it, you know, in any kind of wild, crazy circumstance, he would ever hear this. I want him to know uh, that there's plenty of people who see exactly how tiny he is, right? So even bringing up Navani, I think the reason why he sabotaged Navani's chance at running against him so thoroughly is just because he didn't want to stand on a stage with that man and show everybody how short he is. That is what Putin is. He's a troll. Okay, he's a sadist. He's a killer. I'm glad Joe is saying those things, but he's also a fragile little ego boy. And, you know, and we need to uh, excuse my French skull fuck this guy. And we need to do it on the world stage where everybody, especially the men behind him, can see it. And what what needs to happen right after that is we need to take all that goddamn money. We do. Freeze it up, right? Seize those offshores. Make it these gangsters, gangsters, mobsters only care about one thing. All they care about is their money. And if anybody's fucking with their money, they go ape shit on you. Oh, yeah. Look at uh, Veselnitskaya and the whole right. uh, thing to overturn That's the Magnitsky right. Act. including one of their own. 
And so if Putin is not someone who can get anything done when it comes to the Western world um, seizing and interrupting the flow of money into the pockets of the men who own and control him and that stand behind him, um, then he's out and good. But we better have somebody, there better be somebody to put in <laughs> that's not worse than him, right? So <laughs> I kind of understand the summit. Um, it better be a mind fuck. It better be something that is a, it, it's a, this is a hammer coming down and everyone's going to see it. It better be a shameful embarrassment of that tiny little fragile little internet troll of a man who's scurling around the world and poisoning people, having people poisoned and just, you know, controlling world leaders, right? From what, what does he have over? What, did he, what does he have on Donald? God only knows, right? That's mm, who he is. Yeah. He's the kind of guy that does that. He hasn't built mm. his nation. He didn't enforce, reinforce, uh, you know, this crumbling over there. Everyone's drunk. The toilets don't work. This guy's terrible. So, no, we shouldn't be giving him anything, anything that looks like uh, respect on any level. A summit has the appearance of offering respect, but hopefully it will end up delivering a great level of disrespect for this man so that he can be removed. That's what needs to happen. Yeah. Well, we will see. And uh, hopefully you'll come back and talk to me after that summit. We can discuss our feelings <laughs> about it. Because I'm so unclear. I'm so unclear about it. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're a little on the fence, LB. But no, I, I did want to make clear I am uh, glad Biden's in office. I would do it again. Yeah. I, I, you know, there, there were oh, yeah. m- multiple reasons we elected him. Um, I, But I am not going to stay quiet about if this administration and if this Department of Justice moves forward without holding anyone accountable uh, in the name of normalcy, because we'll never get there if we do that. That's no just normal. my own personal opinion. Yeah, I know. Yeah. There's no normal. <laughs> Normal's gone. No normal. Mm, yeah, quite. All right. Well, thank you so much. I look forward to your voice and I, I appreciate it. I thank you for it. And I thank you for yours. And I look forward to your new podcast, The World Beneath, which is going to be amazing. So we'll we'll all keep an eye on when that drops and I'll let everybody know uh, as information becomes available right now. That's all you get. So you get right now. Probably tomorrow it'll be very different. We'll see. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Please follow Lincoln's Bible on Twitter. You will not be sorry. And we'll talk soon. All right, everybody stick around. We'll be right back with the good news. Hey, Beans listeners. This is AG. This segment of the podcast is sponsored by Monk Pack. They make snacks that taste amazing, but have close to no sugar. I am a snacker. I love to graze all day. Uh, When I go on walks or jogs, I like to take a little snack with me to eat afterwards to replenish a little bit of those calories. Uh, But, you know, healthy snacks are always not that good. But now I have found Monk Pack. Monk Pack Keto Nut and Seed Bars. Oh, my gosh. They contain less than one gram of sugar, two to three grams of net carbs, and only 150 calories. And they're great for anyone following a keto lifestyle. They um, they have a perfect balance of sweet and salty, right? You get the, that and that crunch from whole nuts and seeds, but they're still soft and chewy. I love the Monk Pack Keto Nut and Seed Bars. They have amazing flavors, caramel sea salt, sea salt, dark chocolate, peanut butter, dark chocolate. My favorite is caramel sea salt. And they're packed with protein, so they satisfy you, get you to that next meal. I'm kind of obsessed with these bars, so I make sure I'm always fully stocked. I signed up for a subscription, and that saves me 10% on every order, and they ship them to me directly. Getting these delicious treats delivered to me has helped me so much in my efforts to stay healthier. So try it for yourself. We have a special deal for you. Get 20% off your first purchase of any Monk Pack product by visiting monkpack.com and entering code DAILYBEANS, all one word, at checkout. And Monk Pack is so confident, it's backed with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you don't like it, 
They'll exchange the product or refund your money, whichever you prefer. To get started, just go to monkpack.com. That's M-U-N-K-P-A-C-K.com and select any product. Then enter the code DAILYBEANS, all one word, at checkout to save 20% off your purchase. Monk Pack, delicious, nutritious food you can count on, and we thank them for sponsoring this show. The show is also sponsored today by Context Travel. This is so amazing. Uh, okay, the recent news is the world is opening up to travel again, and that's awesome. And if you're like me, you probably are already planning your next trip. I am. The absolute best place to start your journey is at Context Learning. With Context I'm already learning about the destinations I plan to visit. It's like getting insider knowledge uh, or tours for, of the go-to places for your next big trip before you even hop on the plane. Context runs live, expert-led courses and virtual tours around the globe. On any given day, you can uncover ancient Rome with an archaeologist there with you or go behind the velvet rope at the Louvre with an art expert, walk the streets of St. Petersburg with a local guide, all from home. Last time I traveled overseas, I learned so much about history and culture for me, discovering new places has always been such a rewarding experience. So if you love to travel and learn as much as I do, you're going to love this. For a limited time, when you buy one virtual tour, you get a second tour free when you use promo code DAILYBEANS, all one word, at contextlearning.com. That is C-O-N-T-E-X-T learning.com. And again, use promo code DAILYBEANS, all one word, at contextlearning.com. You'll be glad you did. All right, everybody, it's time for the good news. Well, we'll blow it on good news is on the way. And joining me today for the good news is Dana Goldberg. Hello. Well, hello again. It's been, it's been what, fit 20 minutes. I missed you so much. I missed you as well. All right, let's see. There's a short video referenced in one of the submissions. The link is in the submission, by, but by then it will be too late. That's a producer's note. I don't know what that means. Let's dig in and find out. Dun, dun, dun. I'm going to hit this correction first, and then I'm going to get into my personal bit of good news. Let's do it. All right, here we go. This is from... Anonymous, pronoun she, her. Hello, longtime listener. First time right in. Love the show so much. Been listening since discovering the pod on a road trip about three years ago, I think. Haven't stopped listening since. I look forward to you ladies every morning on my walk. Incisive, informative, inspiring, hilarious. You're my touchstone and my first podcast every day. Oh, keep up the excellent work. Thank you, Anonymous. First quick correction. Yesterday's show referenced making a murderer and sad story of uh, Brendan Dassey. It all took place in the city and county of Manitowoc. Uh, Wisconsin. I'm not sure what you were saying on the show, AG. It started with an M, but it was definitely not Manitowoc. Multnama. That's what I was saying. And I must have been thinking of a different crime story. A different. <laughs> yeah, a different uh, a different crime story I, I saw uh, on the Netflix. Having trouble pronouncing that? You're not the only one. How about we try one more homegrown Wisconsin butte? How would you pronounce two rivers? Well, the local pronunciation is Trivers. Okay. Now, some upcoming good news. I will soon have good and scary news to share. I'm self-publishing a book. Woo-hoo. It will be a photo book called MKE Beautiful. MKE is Milwaukee, filled with images I've taken during the pandemic year while on my morning health walks, accompanied every day by the pod. While I'm a graphic designer and an artist, publishing my own book is definitely new territory for me, and self-publishing is a big leap of faith. You guys have been such an inspiration to creatives like myself to keep pushing and trying new things. I can't afford to pay for the printing outright. It's very expensive to print photo books, I can imagine. So I'm working on putting together a crowdfunding page where I can take pre-orders for the book. If all goes well, I will pre-sell enough to cover at least half of the printing costs, and then I'll figure it out from there. Wish me luck. If you'd like to see some of my work, it's MKE Beautiful on Facebook. The pictures are a mock-up of the cover 
For pet tax, I've attached two furry friends, Maybelle, the kooky calico, and Sweeney is our blue-eyed boy. We wouldn't trade them in for anything, even though they wake us up around 5.30 every morning. <laughs> Maybelle oh stands goodness. next to me on the bed and shouts at me. Sweeney, well, he prefers to cr- climb across me in the hubs and stand on my chest and yell in my face. And if that doesn't work, he does the one-claw drag across whatever tender skin is available. Chin, neck, cheek, all works for him. <laughs> yep, sure love him. Oh, look at this guy. Look how beautiful that cat is, though. Oh, wow. Probably yeah. knows it the cell. That one, too. Same cat. Pretty. Different pretty cat. Kitties. Different kitties. Oh, pretty kitties. so pretty. And lovely okay. book. Right. I'm going to tell you about my good news here. Yes, good news. Hit it. All right. So I just want to drop a little bit of, of personal good news. And, and this kind of extends to the whole community, right? Because there's been, so far, we, we just have been a network. I, you know, I launched a network, I think a couple weeks ago, MSW Media. Uh, May 25th was the official launch when we dropped the first episode of The Bureau with Frank Figluzzi. But the the support and the response, Dana, has been so overwhelming and wonderful. I mean, I'm hearing feedback, positive feedback from people involved in other like platforms. They're, they're really impressed with just you and what you've done with your platform. It's really awesome. Well, I just wanted to thank everybody for supporting it. Uh, if you get a chance to subscribe to all of our shows, please do. Um, you can find all of our shows on mswmedia.com. And I just want to thank everybody for being so open and willing and supportive of the entire endeavor because it's been there. It's been there's been some shit to get this to pull this thing together and to divorce myself from other things. And like, I feel like, you know, how Prince had to turn himself into a symbol in order to get out of the contract. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, are you the artist? Well, you kind of are the artist <laughs> formerly known as AG. So there you I'm, go. Yeah, I'm the podcaster formerly known as AG. Just think of it that way. But I didn't have to turn myself into a symbol. I, I've because of support and the the fantasticness of this entire thing. Everything is smooth going forward. Uh, and I just want to thank everyone for their support because it was it was uh, it was a monumental uh, job putting it all together. So thank you so much. That's all. Well, I'm going to pile on top of that with our next submission. This is from Kirsten, pronouns she and her. Hi, ladies, your expanding podcast universe is such a joy. Thanks for introducing me and us all to such great informative content. So obviously the listeners are enjoying it too, AG. The good news, Bucks County, a swing district in Pennsylvania, was sorely lacking in ballot drop boxes. In 2020, neighboring and smaller counties had as many as 44, while our sprawling county was stuck with an inconvenient three. Hmm. Unbelievable. The progressive group's Bucks Voices coordinated a petition to deliver the the county board of elections and got nearly a thousand signatures. And because they know how to get attention, they delivered it today, accompanied by a live band and dancing drop boxes. There's the the video is what we're going to put in the so you can get that. Um, Oh, my God. I know several of your listeners participated in the event. I was stuck at work, but got to do some social media promotion of this event as it happened. And the head of the BOE, uh, they they said their board of elections said there will be more drop boxes for this November. Uh Here's to putting a show, getting attention for good causes and expanding voter access. Hell yes, Bucks County. (laughs) Awesome. Beautiful. Wonderful. Love it. I love Bucks County. That's so great. Okay, next up, because we get a lot of we have a lot of listeners in Bucks County. I know we've had several submissions from people from uh, people who live there. And I think I uh, interviewed a candidate that was uh, running in Bucks County, too. 
Uh, next up from Gail Christopher, a.k.a. Lola Gale, pronouns she and her. Hello, Beans Queens. I get such a kick out of y'all trying to pronounce tough words, so I thought I would get in on the action. I used to live in Houston for years, and this road's pronunciation always drove me nuts. A tip for Allison. Think German. Ready for it? <laughs> Apparently not a tip for the Jew. A tip for Allison. Uh, <laughs> Oh, you go your guess because I think it looks like Kaikendall. Okay, it's 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 spelled K U Y K E N D A H L, which would if if I were looking at that and thinking German, it would be Koikendall. Oh, I like Koikendall better for sure. All right, so she says it's always fun listening to new people in the local news try to get it right. Anywho, thanks for all you do. The laughter really helps. And WTG on the new MSW Media Network. Uh, thank you. So proud of y'all. Oh, yeah, attaches a pic of Sir Wally Barks a lot. No need to guess his breed. He's full on Chihuahua. Full on Chihuahua. Uh, he's, he's a real asshole, but he's my asshole and I love him. <laughs> <laughs> Team Tabby keeps him in line, keeps his little ass in line. Look at this. Oh. Oh, cutie. Oh, That's and. Cur- Kirkendall. Kirkendall. Wow. Kirkendall. All right. I'll take your word for it. I guess UY in German is er. I don't remember that, but it's been 25 years. 35 (laughs) years. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. Been a long time. Been a long time. Thank you so much for that submission and the pet tax. This next one's from Dory, pronouns she and her. This is Mixie, our fur daughter. Back in late 2019, she was set to start working as a model after friends and family kept telling us to get her an agent. Then I got sick with a mysterious long-lasting flu. And then Mixie herself got very sick and was at the emergency clinic for days. Now both her vet and my doctor are quite certain it was COVID. After we got her back to health, we realized it wasn't, uh, it wouldn't be her best life to be carted around cross country on flights, etc., just to make money off of her. So my husband and I have happily settled into a life of cat servitude and Mixie tolerates us taking her photos. By the way, she loves people and the human voice um, and is an ardent Daily Beans fan, as am I. And this is really a beautiful cat. <laughs> oh, hi, Mixie. She is. She's a model. Hey, girl. I'm too sexy for my cat. Too sexy for my cat. What oh, you think pussy. about that? Oh, pussy cat. <laughs> oh, sorry. I knew the other part. Shocking, yeah, you isn't you it? Got it? You got it. <laughs> uh, mm. All right. Next up from Seneca. No pronouns given. I have such good news. I apparently have a kangaroo joey named after me. Allow me to present Chris. He's a sanctuary. He's in a sanctuary in Alice Springs, and I'll be visiting him as soon as I'm able. <gasps> oh my goodness! I will tell you, kangaroos at this size are adorable. When they are full size, their chest and their arms are so jacked like a human being. They're fucking terrifying. I'm sure they're, they're lovely so, animals, but they're so strong, so cute. And I think this is our first Joey. So thank Definitely. you. Thank you, Chris, and uh, your namesake for the the Joey here. And I'm going to hit the next one here. From Desert Rat, pronouns he and him, not cu- not quite a town twister, but I grew up in the high desert of California, not far from a, a town called Phelan, pronounced like Phelan. Okay, Phelan. Everyone who grew up there is somewhat sad that they called their high school Serrano High School and not Phelan High. <laughs> That's very funny and very cute. <laughs> At least somebody <laughs> thought about it. At least they had a meeting. You know, right. and like we can't call it that, you guys. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think I'm going to giggle during this next thing. OK, this is from Sarah. Pronouns she and her. It took me five years to be able to pronounce uh, Pula up correctly. 
Puyallup. Puyallup, that's why. It mm-hmm. took me also five years, Sarah, <laughs> to pronounce it correctly. Um, oh, Puyallup. 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 Excuse me. Oh, it's Al, Al, as in the, as in the name, name Al. Puyallup. Okay. It took me five years to be able to pronounce Puyallup. Also, I once got a speeding ticket in Utah on the highway between two lonely adjacent towns. When I got the option to contest the citation from the Fillmore Beaver Courthouse, my teenage brain thought that was fucking hilarious. (laughs) My adult brain still thinks it is. Uh, I'll fill more beaver. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Attach will find a photo of this cat asshole triumphantly declaring victory at the top of the stairs, which he just shoved his automatic feeder down in order to get some extras out, which is why the baby gate is now there. Also, my faithful pup, whose genetic testing results are pending in the next week or two, so stay tuned. Oh, my God. Because you know how because when cats get the shiny eyes because you get them right in the light. So the cat's at the top of the stairs with the shiny eyes after, after just having been an asshole. Feeder down the stairs. Oh, no. This dog's gorgeous. Oh, I can't wait to guess. I know. No, I'm going to have to think up. about it. I feel like we're getting the, the, the test questions early. I know. I will have to study. I'm like, save photo and Google. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Google picture. Well, thank you, everyone. Thanks for all this great, uh, great stuff. And I appreciate you. I don't know. I just it's kind of a, a bittersweet day. It's kind of an up and down day. So there's been a lot of good news, been a lot of not so good news. Um, but, you know, I mean, I guess that's how the cookie crumbles. Uh, and, you know, I, ju- I just want to reiterate what I said to LB, that we didn't only elect Biden to hold the former guy accountable. But gosh, it sure would be nice. And I think very important. So anyway. Anything uh, you want to say before we get out of here? No. Oh, you know what? I am teasing this for the listeners. Yes. My first live show is scheduled for August in person in Fire Island, New York on August 14th at the oldest LGBTQ center and it's in Cherry Grove. So just know that I'm going to announce links for that. If you are in the New York area, if you're near Fire Island and Cherry Grove. This will be my first long show of the year, so you better believe I'm going to let loose. Um, so I just <laughs> wanted to get that out there. the The website should be live soon, and you'll be able to get tickets. And I'll make sure I announce that when that happens. So thank you for giving me the opportunity, Ag. Ah, yeah, no problem. August fourteenth, Fire Island, New York, Cherry, Cherry Grove. Grove. And coincidentally, there's a big old Les volleyball tournament that same day. So maybe my community will already be in town. <laughs> i love it uh everybody please until tomorrow take care of yourselves take care of each other take care of the planet and take care of your mental health i've been allison gill and i've been dana goldberg and them's the beans the daily beans is written and executive produced by allison gill with additional research and reporting by dana goldberg and amy carrero sound design and editing is by desiree mcfarlane with art and web design by joel reader with moxie design studios music for the daily beans is written and performed by they might be giants And the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com.